This video is brought to you in partnership with Careerist. If you're anything like me, you're always looking to better yourself, learn something new, try something different. When that feeling extends to honing a new and rewarding set of skills that may lead to a very fine paycheck, well, that's where Careerist comes in. Careerist is an online learning platform that can teach you how to develop your own websites, create apps, test the software that powers those websites, and utilize those skills to implement computer systems for large companies. Skilled Careerist advisors will help you choose your path of study, help you to find 100% remote internships when your course is completed, provide one-on-one -on -one mentorship along the way, in addition to assisting in your dream job search. What's more, most courses can be completed in under six months. As a very special promotion, sign up through the link on screen and get up to $250 off the course of your choosing and start your journey towards an exciting and rewarding future today. This story takes place almost a year ago. I was an opener at a resort, clocking in before 5 a.m. each day. The resort itself is located inside of an affluent neighborhood in a very wealthy suburb. Employees had to park in one of two parking lots at either ends of the property, and the lot that I chose was adjacent to a long and windy road outside the resort, which led to the rest of the neighborhood. The road and resort were separated by a short range of brush and trees that I wasn't accustomed to seeing anybody walk through. I'd arrived one morning per usual and put the car into park with my headlights still on. The lights of the lot weren't ever on in the morning, since no one else really showed up before 6 a.m., when the sun began to come up, so it was usually dark at the start of my walk. Save for security, I was one of the first employees to arrive on the property each morning and was usually completely alone in this particular parking lot at the time. This morning didn't seem any different. I had my hand on the keys and the ignition, my brain in the process to turn off the car, when I noticed a young girl, maybe 14 or 15 years old, come scampering her body language was the exact definition, running with quick light steps through the span of trees that separates the resort from the outside road. She was directly in front of my car. My headlights illuminated a clear view of her in the pitch black. She looked like she was in high school, had long, blonde hair, and was wearing a jacket with pajamas maybe, like she'd just walked out of a house. One thing about her that bothered me was that she wouldn't stop laughing and smiling. I couldn't hear her laughing from outside the car, but she was very visibly giggling at something I wasn't aware of or could not see. It just felt so unnatural. She occasionally glanced behind her as if someone else were there waiting away from the headlights. She then waved at me like it were a normal gesture at this time and immediately ran to my passenger side door. This all happened over the course of a few seconds and I wasn't really sure what was happening besides my anxiety spiking. I know that I simultaneously yanked the auxiliary cord from my phone to shut whatever song had been playing off, while grabbing for the lock button on my door. I remember feeling panic for never remembering if it's up or down to lock, when the girl began pulling violently and incessantly on the door handle. I realized because I didn't turn my car off, it had luckily stayed locked. She began pounding on the window at this point, and I was screaming at the top of my lungs for her to leave before pressing on my horn. I could see her laughing outside like this were some type of game, as if I were a silly friend not letting her in as some sort of joke. 
After a few seconds, she stopped pounding and trying to open the car door. Her face fell flat like I had disappointed her, and she started to walk away from the car, back the way that she came. She waved at me one more time before squeezing through the trees, out of view of my headlights. This whole encounter confused me almost as much as it scared me. Most of the people that I told the story to just chalked it up to her being on drugs, but that narrative hasn't felt right to me despite her behavior. Maybe she was just being an extremely out-of-touch teenager whose parents need a firmer grip on her. My thought was possibly human trafficking, but I'm not sure if that would fit this scenario as I'm not the most well-versed with the subject. I told someone once I made it to the office of my job, but they didn't seem to care much. I didn't call the police, and I regret that. I'll never get out of my brain, though, how fucking off the feeling was watching a stranger, seemingly alone, pop out from the trees in the darkness, laughing, and then trying to violently enter my car in an empty parking lot. I do think the possibility of someone else being present the whole time is a lot more scary, and it makes me wonder just who else was out there with her. I cut my hair every three or four years. I never do anything with it. No blow dry, no color product. So it's what they call in the hair selling business, virgin hair. It's ideal for making hair pieces because it isn't very damaged. I sell about 10 to 12 inches on eBay each time I cut it and donate part of the money to wigs for kids, which makes hair pieces at no cost for young cancer patients. I used to donate my actual hair to Locks for Love, but they're super picky about what they use and apparently end up throwing a lot away. I'm very curious about the weird things people do. So I once asked a buyer what she planned to do with the hair. She said she makes smaller hair pieces for people with partial hair loss. I thought that was cool. About five years ago, I listed my ponytail and someone bought it for 50 bucks. Then I made the mistake of asking this person what they were going to use it for, thinking I would get a similar answer. He told me this very strange story about how he was volunteering at an after-school program at the library. They had read some book about cancer, and now he was buying the hair to show the kids what they make wigs out of. This made absolutely no sense to me. I thought that was odd. But people are ultimately odd. So I printed out the postage, packaged up my hair, and got ready to ship it out. Then I get a message from him with a link to my profile on my workplace's website, asking if this was me. He said he wanted to know more about me, why I was selling my hair, and so on. I officially freaked out. I googled the buyer's name. I found out that he was actually 16 years old, and his parents were high-powered government attorneys. I cross-referenced this with property records linked to the address on his eBay buyer profile. I found out where he went to high school, and even located his original birth announcement from 2002. I contacted him through eBay to say that I was no longer comfortable selling to him. I contacted eBay, who suspended his account because he was underage. He made another account and sent me a message, begging for me to sell him the hair. I ignored him. I even had to eat the shipping cost, which was annoying. I thought that was the end of it, though. Days later at work, I'm checking my email. We have a VoIP voicemail system that sends an email every time someone calls. 
and it includes some caller ID information if it's available. I recognized the name immediately from my background investigation. The kid had called my work voicemail from his mom's home phone, and her name was in my freaking work email. The voicemail itself? Blank. I was very worried he was going to continue calling my workplace, so I had to tell my 65-year-old boss the entire story. It was quite embarrassing, and I'm sure it all sounded utterly ridiculous. Thankfully, I didn't hear from him again, that I know of at least. But I've always wondered what the heck that guy was thinking, and what he was actually going to do with my hair. Now skip ahead three years. I sell my hair again, this time to a different buyer, who is anonymous. The transaction goes fine, nothing out of the ordinary. I didn't ask the buyer any questions this time because lesson learned. Then two months later, I get this message, which I dug out of my email just now. Quote, I apologize in advance. I know this is a strange question, but do you have any old hairbrushes with hair or excess hair from over time you're willing to sell? If so, please message me. I'll absolutely be willing to buy it. The moral of the story, people who buy hair on eBay are absolute weirdos. Then again, I plan to cut my hair this month and put it on eBay once more. So who's the real weirdo here? I'll update you if anything goes awry on this next sale. A few months ago, my girlfriend and I were on the drive back home from a late night concert at about 1am. We were basically in the middle of nowhere and I decided to pull off at a random rest stop to use the bathroom. I figured at this time the only people at this place would just be truckers and other people in the same situation as us. I got out of my car and walked up to the building, and as soon as I stepped inside, there were a few weird things that I noticed. So this place was laid out with two men's rooms and two women's rooms. There were also two vending machines, one in both corners on either side of the restroom doors. When I walked in, there were two people, both of them standing directly in front of each vending machine, both just staring at the machines, not reaching to get money, or actually looking like they were intending on buying anything. So I walked past these people and went into the first men's room. I walked inside, and I was the only person in this room. So I made use of the urinals, which were laid out in a U-shape. A few seconds later, somebody else walks in. An older guy, maybe 50 or 60, working class looking. Then he walked over and started using the urinal right behind me, just a few feet away. Nothing about this was alarming at first, but being the careful person that I am, I already have my pocket knife open in my hand, in my front hoodie pocket. Once I finish up, I go wash my hands and walk out the door to the first restroom. As I walk out, I realize that I also had to take a so to avoid being awkward, I walked into the second men's room, taking note that these weird vending machine people were in the exact same spots. I go into the first stall and try to go about my business, when I hear someone else walk into the restroom and go into the stall right beside me. Keep in mind, there were about six other open stalls away from mine, so I found this very weird. I looked down and immediately recognized the work boots as the guy from the first bathroom. This guy just walked in, and I wasn't even in there for two minutes. 
I immediately got up and left that bathroom, started speed walking out of the building, and I noticed from outside, looking back inside, that he had also quickly gotten up and was heading towards the outside doors. I hopped in my car, waking up my girlfriend, and I told her that I would explain in a minute. I put my car into reverse and whipped out of the spot. As I was shifting into drive, I looked up and saw this guy a few feet away, standing next to his old beat-down truck, literally just staring me down. As I started to drive away, I stared directly back at him and saw him make this really creepy, mime-like, surprised look at me. I was tired and confused, but I still don't know what this guy was planning at a rest stop in the middle of nowhere at one in the morning, or if the vending machine people had anything to do with it at all. But this is one of the only times I've ever experienced something like this, and I felt an actual danger. If anyone has any similar experiences or ideas of what this may have been, I'd love to hear them.